Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. I am so excited to be back with my business bestie over Zoom. Hello, lovely Rebecca. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm still so jealous of you in Thailand with your warm weather. You've already had a swim this morning and I'm in freezing cold. Penrith went for a walk. It was so windy. Uh, well, it's beautiful here. We're um, getting up early. I was just saying to Beth, I've had a a couple of bad mum days after we've been sick with too much devices on our kids and stuff. So I got up this morning, took the girls for a swim at seven o'clock um just to try and get them out of the house and do something um before i had to do a little bit of work because you all know what that's like sometimes sometimes you know we have bad days and we have too much device time and then they turn feral and really regret it right (laughs) yeah the mum guilt right the mum guilt is like never ending and then if you don't have the mum guilt you have the business guilt so it's like what do you do absolutely talking of mum guilt it's so similar to what we're chatting about today it's funny actually we hadn't even led that in but it's true right like we wanted to chat um a little bit about leadership leadership's our focus um in studio growth club um this month which has been fantastic we've had a great month in studio growth club we've welcomed some new members which has been so exciting right yeah so awesome to see some fresh faces in there um, and they're all starting their onboarding at the moment. And, uh, yeah, we've got this leadership month. We're giving them all the things that they need to be the best leader they can in their business. But I think sometimes with studio owners, we we don't think about being a leader. We're a leader in the classroom, especially if we teach a lot. But we're maybe not the greatest leader for the teachers and for our staff. And it's not mm. where we sit. And I think it's something that we really need to be a part of and really need to embrace because, you know, it's it's actually a privilege to lead, right? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I think you hit a nail on the head, right? We all know we have to be a leader in the classroom, um, in the studio, whatever that is for you, that we stand up the front, we work on those leadership techniques to make us the best teacher we can be. But are you also working on those same techniques to make you the best leader of your staff and your team? Because that's what's going to make the difference in the studio, not, you know, if you can affect more teachers and more team, they're going to be able to affect more children and more students' lives, you know, and that's how you can have that bigger overarching impact on your community. Yeah, totally. So I know that lots of people avoid this within their school. Um, Mm. They don't onboard their teachers. So they just bring a teacher in and just let them start teaching and don't actually talk them through all the things they need to talk them through in the studio. And so the first thing we wanted to ask you today is what's stopping you? What Mm. What are the things that are stopping you from being that leader. And we asked this to our Studio Growth Club members and it, it was interesting in the chat because everyone was going about what they actually think was stopping them. But the biggest one I think is that people want to be liked by others. And so therefore they make decisions in their business that they think are going to make that other person like them rather than making decisions in their business that are actually the best thing for their business, right? 
Oh, for sure. And I have been there so many times. Um, I, you know, still do it constantly. I worry um, that, you know, my staff are not going to like me, that they're going to have the shits with me, that they're not, you know, and I make decisions that, you know, perhaps are not the best decision for my business, but it's just because I don't want to, you know, rock the boat right yeah I don't want to be uncool I don't want to be you know I know that's a terrible thing but like it's true right and I think probably if we self-reflect so many of us make decisions because we do want to be liked by others it's like human nature yeah and not not just with your staff I find that a lot of our clients and being to do this with parents as well a parent will come in and say they want something that you know that they think it's important and then the studio owner goes oh maybe I should do that and they listen to that one parent and it's actually not the best decision for the business I've done that so many times it's ridiculous yeah. you know and then and because you, you like that parent right because you know sometimes yeah. they're a really great parent who you know you actually get on quite well with you know that they're a client but you know they have some great ideas like and you're like yeah I just want them to like me so you flip your values, what you believe in or whatever, because you want to be liked by them. You want to make them happy, right? 100%. And I think all of us have done all of these at some stage. Um, And the biggest thing about it is just being self-aware. If you're self-aware and you think about that decision and then go, hang on, am I making this decision that's best for the business and myself? Or am I making this decision because I want to be liked by others? If you can look at these things that we're talking to you about, it'll definitely help you with that decision-making in the business. So the second one is I want to be in control. Mm. Again, How much do we see this where everyone goes, no one's going to do it as well as I do? Or it's easier if I just do it myself than try and teach someone else how to do it, which is so obvious, but, you know, it definitely doesn't give you time, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, so many, um, look, not just studio owners, so many um, business owners, you know, let themselves down as leaders because instead of, you know, learning effective leadership strategies, they'd just, you know, become a bit control freaky and just do it all themselves because it's easier. And they're like, oh, I'll just do it myself, right? But, you know, like we talked about before, you can't build a bigger team. You can't have a bigger impact on students' lives. If you don't have help, you can't do it all by yourself. So sometimes you've got to let go of that control a little bit um, and, you know, really let others step up to the plate because they might do it differently to you. Doesn't mean that it's wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sometimes when you do let go of that control, you actually find that um, your staff will work a lot harder for you because they feel like they're a part of the process. They feel like they're a part of things. And and that's really important as a leader to allow them that freedom too. Um, And, you know, what we say with delegating with Studio Growth Club and Tribe is you've got to financially look at it as well. So if you're someone who's doing all the things at the moment and, you know, you're the admin person, you're the teacher, you're the blah blah and all of us were like that when we first started business I know Amanda was like that I was certainly like that that's how you have to be so then you need to go okay I want to let go of emails for example I don't want to answer emails anymore so you've got to go how many students and class placements do I need how much more extra money do I need in my studio to make that happen then work really hard to get those extra class placements and student and numbers in and then delegate to someone and teach them how to do that thing and you know manage them make sure they're doing it exactly how you want them to and slowly let go and then what have you bought yourself you bought yourself time 
So whether you use that time to spend with your family or whether you then use that time to grow your business in a different way, that's up to you. But, you know, every time I think about this, I just think I'm, I'm buying time, right? Absolutely. So what other things do we find, um, Beck, that is stopping people being, you know, the leader that they need to be? So obviously that wanting to be liked by others, that wanting to be in control of every other thing, what other things come up a lot? Well, the biggest one that comes up, I think, out of everything is I don't like confrontation. And, you know, people say this to me all the time. Our, our Studio Growth Club members, our tribe members will say, I just, I don't like confrontation. And I guess, like, I'm a bit harsh on this, guys. But to be honest, if you want to be a leader in your business and if you're a studio don't have to like confrontation, but you definitely have to deal with it on a daily basis. And the biggest advice I give everyone is deal with it straight away. And I'm not saying to not think about it first. Don't be reactive and deal with something straight away and shout at someone. But, you know, as soon as you've thought it through and, you know, a few hours usually is enough time to think it through really, um, deal with it. Because what we do is we make it this massive thing in our head and then we have to go and talk to everyone about it. I can't believe she did that. Can you believe she did that? And then we talk to everybody else and we keep talking and then it becomes huge. And then it's like when you actually do finally deal with it, you realize it wasn't such a big deal in the first place, nine times out of 10. So that's my biggest thing with confrontation, but we've all avoided it. Oh, for sure. I, you know, we've all done it. We've done it in our personal lives. We've done it with our children. We've done it with friends. We've done it with our staff members, our students, our parents, all the things, right? We've all avoided confrontation. But as you said, like sometimes, you know, um, avoiding that confrontation or even just putting it off and delaying it, right? It makes a mountain out of a molehill because sometimes it's not that big a deal and it's just better just to get in and say what you want to say and it not take up that energy, that brain space, all of those things for such a long period of time because it just makes like, you know, it doesn't allow you to move forward in your business because let's say, you know, there's a teacher that you've got to speak to that you're not happy with how they dealt with something in class the other night. We've all had that situation before and if it's playing on your mind and it's constantly sitting in there, you know, it's just taking up so much time. You then chat to your husband about it that night. You're then bitching to your receptionist about it. You know, like Beck said, all the things. And all of a sudden, there's probably taken up a couple of hours, whereas you could have just gone and talked to him about it in 10 minutes and kept moving forward with your business rather than just avoiding that confrontation. Absolutely. And imagine if you spent that time growing your business instead speaking positively about something, you know, that would not just change your business, but it would change your mindset as well. Um, and this was this was a really big one for me to learn, guys, because I really avoided confrontation everywhere in my business um, for a long, long time. And when I made the decision to really stop doing that and to deal with things head on, um, it really just did make such a difference because I wasn't wasting that time. And I did have more time to actually have the headspace to think about, you know, ways to grow my business. I know Matt um, from Studio Growth Club's just done the exact same thing. Amanda, um, he was talking about it yesterday on our Q&A right and he was like look I've I've made that decision I've changed it and it has made such a huge difference to my business and and it will make a difference it will make a difference to your life as well so I really suggest changing it like your mindset right because otherwise it just puts you in that bit of a funk yeah yep. if you're stewing on things all the time it puts us in a funk it makes it really hard for us to be positive you know and 
Yeah, I love that. You know, just sometimes you just got to jump in. So we've talked about the couple of things that we find are stopping people um, being great leaders. What is the last one, I guess, Beck? Yeah, well, I think the last one is that you guys just don't maybe prioritize it. You know, it wasn't a priority for me in my business when I first started it. My priority was, you know, making amazing dances and getting into comp and, you know, getting kids extra opportunities. And I was all about that, but I forgot that team is probably the most important part of doing all of those things anyway, Mm -hmm. unless you're trying to do it all yourself and that never really works. So, you know, are you prioritizing it? And do you even know where to start? That's a tricky one as well. Like where do you actually start, you know, to, to be a leader and how do you start? Because if you haven't been a leader for 10, 12 years in your business and all of a sudden you're stepping up, it's really hard to then say to staff members who've been with you for a long time, things are going to change a little bit. That's tricky, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, And, you know, it's such a, sometimes, you know, they're like, oh, but I've always done it this way. Doesn't mean it's ever too late to start, right? Doesn't matter if you've had staff members for 10 years and you've never, you know, really been the leader that you want to be. That's a shame, of course, but it's not too late to start. You know, start learning some things. So if you feel like you're not being the leader you want to be in your business, prioritize it, number one, you know, make it important. And also, you know, do some learnings, you know, listen to some podcasts on leadership, you know, jump in, ask people, have a bit of a think back, you know, use, um, there's some great business books on leadership. There's so many resources available to us all, right? So really, you know, think about how, what is the leader you want to be? And what are the changes you want to see in your business? Um, Because that will make such a huge difference. Yeah, it absolutely will. And when you have a team of people who are actually working together with you on a daily basis, you are going to find that your business is exactly what you want it to be. The problem with us letting team members do whatever they think is the right thing is they're not actually doing it your way, they're doing it their way. And if you want everyone to do things your way and, you know, really make sure that that business has the vision and the the goals and everything that you want, then you've got to be that leader in there and tell them what you want because how do they know? They're not mind readers. They need to know your vision and they need to know where you're going. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so important to know that, like, you know, this quote, like, a team is a group of people who perform independent tasks to work together towards a common goal, right? Do your staff know what the common goal is? That's such a big thing, right? Because sometimes we're all just going in there and you're like, yeah, the common goal is to teach dance. Is it? Is that the common goal? Or is it about, you know, uh, making children's lives better? Is it about, you know, creating an amazing environment where kids feel safe and happy and supported? Like, what is it? And it's really important that rather than all of your team members, you know, just doing what they want, that you all, you know, know what your common goal is together. That's going to make it so much easier for them. It's going to be so much clearer. And, you know, you can become that incredible leader by, you know, really sharing that common goal with them. Exactly. And you've got to ask yourself how often you're sharing that common goal because it's not a, it's not something that you do once a year. It's not something that you do, you know, once a term. You should be consistently telling, reminding them what that common goal is. It should be everywhere in your studio 
Um, and they should be bringing it into every classroom, every, you know, time they talk to a parent. Those those clear goals need to be there for them to understand exactly what it is. And maybe you don't know what your vision is, you know. Maybe sometimes you need to sit down and go, right, what actually is my vision? It's very rare that Amanda and I would speak to a client. Well, I don't think I ever have Amanda to speak to a client where they say, oh, my vision is to win trophies out of Stedford's, you know, like that's never really the vision. It's always based around, you know, giving kids an amazing experience and helping them to become positive, confident human beings. And that's what we hear over and over and over again, right? Mm, absolutely. And, you know, if you're not clear on that, there's something you probably really need to sit down and we might have to do another podcast on that as well. Um, but you need to know what your vision is. So today we just really want to make sure if you are not being the leader you want to be in your studio, that you really do some great self-reflecting, right? Really do some awesome self-reflecting. Think about what is holding you back and why you aren't becoming that amazing leader that you can be. And then you can start thinking about how you're going to fix that and how you're going to change that for sure. We've got an awesome Steve Jobs um, quote. I think we should definitely be finishing on this, Beck. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. Um, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. Mm. And, um, you know, it's that's so true. And I people always ask me how I do what I do with so many businesses and kids and, you know, all the moving parts. And my answer is always I have great teams. And I do. And I've created those teams. Um, and I think when you truly do have those people around you who have your back and have your businesses back and know what they're doing and have their clear vision, then you can create amazing things, right? Absolutely. So a bit of self-reflecting going on today. Um, hopefully that's given you some ideas and you can start being the leader your team needs. We can't wait to chat to you again on the Dance Principles United podcast. Have an incredible week, guys.